Kyler Allred. I'm Michael Chambers. And this is the Star Wars Senate. Today we're talking about the first two episodes of Star Wars Rebels, Spark of the Rebellion and Droids in Distress. And today we have a very special guest, Sierra Hawkins. Hi, Sierra. Hey there, Kyler. It's nice to be here. Yeah, I'm just glad. don't, just, you know, I'm your fiance. You know, don't, don't <laughs> say hi to me or anything. I'm, just, I'm not nah, even here. Just she likes me. me better. No, you're sitting right next to me. So how... <laughs> Hello, Mikey. It's nice to see you, too. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we're talking about, like I said, the first two episodes of Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is going to be a new uh, uh, section of the Star Wars Senate where yeah. we're going to be doing Rebels, then comics, then other the books, books and things. Yeah. And so we decided for our first episode that we'd bring a guest on because this is the Star Wars Senate, so mm-hmm. we wanted it to be... A senate. <laughs> no, I'm excited. To More be than a two senator. people. Yeah. More than two people for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and games. Games probably oh, down yeah. the line as well. What, right. What you should do is there's this really fun uh, musical, and I put quotes around that by Star Kid. Oh, I think I, I think I've heard of that one. Annie, it's pretty funny. Wait. It's odd. Oh, no. about about like Anakin. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then, if you want to do web comics, there's also Darth and Droids, which is one of my favorites. I think I think for a lot of it, we're gonna stay more canon. More, yeah. But more, we might do like we parodies, might do legend stuff. That would oh, be cool. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. But uh, today, yeah, we're talking about rebels. Yeah. So that starts. It's uh, you know, one thing that I noticed it was kind of uh, Aladdin-like, you yeah. know. Like, yeah. he was this street rat that they even called street rat. Yeah, And exactly. he just wanted to steal stuff. But instead of finding a princess, he finds a group of just, oddballs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I like how Ezra, you can already tell, like, whenever he first, like, feels, like, the presence oh, yeah. of a... Uh, of, uh, Kanan. Kanan. I think that's really cool. You you already like oh yeah he he has the force. yeah because it has that cool music cue mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. you know we've heard in Star Wars m- multiple times and I think Kevin Kiner who does the score for this show mm-hmm. does a great job. Oh yeah, I really like the little. It's not a twinkle, but it's like a hum. Yeah, it's almost like a twinkle, but music. You know, like <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm glad you're agreeing. With yeah, me. don't look dumb on your podcast. No, you look great. Thanks. <laughs> Even though we can't see on a podcast, <laughs> it's fine. They can see with their ears. Exactly. Yes. Um, but what I'd like to say is, Kanan is probably one of my favorite of the new Star Wars characters. Yeah. He's super cool. This cowboy Jedi, you know, who, like, well, you don't even really know he's a Jedi until uh, you see, like, the lightsaber and the holocron. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. I mean, you kind of get that vibe beforehand whenever he's talking with Hera, and then he's like, right. do you think, like, he was like, mm, we'll see. Not yeah. Like, and, well, they put that, like, test for Ezra, yeah. you know, where, yeah. like, he goes to steal the holocron, and uh, he's like, oh, I'm so sneaky, and they're like, oh, that was all part of the plan. <laughs> Um, so, I like, I like how eager Ezra is, in, yeah. like, in gen- just in general. Like, I just like Ezra. Well, yeah, and he's not really afraid, either. Like, no. he sees these new guys, he's like, oh, wow, they're pretty cool, I'm gonna steal stuff from them. Uh, he, he literally steals stuff from the Empire. Yeah. As you do. Like, 
this force that can literally destroy well i mean he doesn't know that but he eventually they know eventually that they can destroy planets yeah um <laughs> and he just oh yeah i'll just take some guns from them guns and helmets and all, yeah. all sorts of things Crazy and, stuff. i think you mean buckets they're buckets yeah you're right buckets did, my they bad they did call it a bucket yeah <laughs> um but yeah back on buckets Stormtroopers are literally worthless. They're idiots. I literally wrote that down on my notes. <laughs> See, but I have a really big problem with the Empire. Yeah. Because, well, I think from, most people do. You know, aside from the fact that they're Nazis. Yeah. The reason why they keep letting, like, information leaks happen is because they give Stormtroopers a mask and a number. Yep. It'll be a lot easier to identify spies if you stop doing that and actually use their names. That's true. I mean, because I anyone could really that, make yeah. up a number, you like, know. Like, I, I, as Literally yeah, did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. Well, and they totally just believed him. They're oh yeah, totally. That sounds right. Okay, we'll go follow. Yeah. It was it was a lot like in Return of the Jedi when Han gets the helmet and puts the the, the <laughs> recorder up in front of his face and is like, oh, come outside. And they're like, oh yeah, that okay yeah, we'll come outside. Yeah, biggest flaw in their security. It's true. It's well, true. and people dress up as them all the time. Maybe get like I don't know some sort of. DNA locked armor so people can't wear it. <laughs> okay, first thing. First thing in order to have security, there are three things that you need to do. Right. You need to have something you know, so that's like the password. Mm-hmm. Something you have, which is like an ID card. Yeah. And then something you are, which is like a biometric fingerprint. Mm. Obviously, in the Star Wars universe, none of this exists, so security flaws are everywhere. I truly biometric scanning is a thing. It, so nobody's it might be. heard of a password. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And also, none of the stormtroopers have ID cards, as far as I'm concerned. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, um, I know there's the the uh, the sticks. Oh, that the, the imperial officers the imperial have. Officers See, have. those guys are more competent. Yeah, but no yeah they, well they are they actually are because I, they like you see somebody like an imperial officer in Star Wars. Whenever you see them, you yeah. know like. If they're doing something against, uh, like, the main characters or something like that, yeah. they're going to have a little bit of trouble. Right. You know what I mean? It's always the case in Star Wars. Yeah. And, uh... Well, and it, it's funny, too, because it's like, I don't think the Imperial officers care much about the Stormtroopers no. either. They're like, ah, just send them out there. If they die, they die. Whatever. I mean, like, we literally see Callus kick the guy off the edge. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So he murders a guy in cold blood. Yeah. On screen. Uh, in a Disney show. Yeah. <laughs> see, I'm, I'm not going to get into full spoilers, but, oh, poor Callus. Yeah. Uh, poor Callus. Um, yeah, I, 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 was, I was thinking, like, we could get into spoilers. I mean, maybe? we could. Uh, like, we can allude to it. Because, I mean, the show's been out for a while. But, I mean, if we want... You know, to, you were going to be doing all these episodes, so you yeah. know we can talk about spoilers. I mean, we did with uh, with the, uh, other with the others, movies. you know. Yeah, because the, the the movies, I feel like everyone's. So I'll just say, Kalos becomes a good guy, and that it hurts me to see him like this. It does although his Wolverine sideburns are pretty cool. They are cool. I, I mean, it sticks with him the entire. But he gets series. sexy hair later. He does. <laughs> <laughs> it's longer. Yeah, yeah it's longer. It's got the little lock that like just falls in front. And you're like, oh. I haven't seen that far. I stopped at the first episode of season three. Okay. Because I had other things that got on my mind, you know, as what happens. Well, we'll bring you in for other episodes then. <laughs> uh, Sounds good. I'll actually finish things now. Hey. Hey, you're looking for a show to watch. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing I like that it alludes to is is Hera and Kanan's relationship. Yeah. She first episode she calls him love. Yeah, and you know, like oh cool. You're like oh they must be something more, you know. 
You yeah. never see him kiss till what season four, I but think so. yeah. <laughs> and then spoilers. Kanan dies, which really ripped my heart out, and then mashed it on the ground, and then took a mallet and started beating it before finally feeding it to some wolves. I agree. And but like that's the thing is that this very first episode uh, sets up all of that, you know, all those relationships and uh, things that make us hurt so much when he dies, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's one thing I noticed too is uh, there are a couple things that they were talking about. Uh, you know, like I wrote down a quote that said from Hera. She said, "We're a crew, a team. In some ways, a family." At least I think Hera said that. Was that was Sabine. Oh, that was Sabine. Yeah, that uh, Sabine said that, mm-hmm. and uh, that also sets up the entire like theme of the show. Yeah, and I was I was speaking of like that. Whenever she's talking about, um, you know, everyone, um, it kind of I like the history that it shows, mm. like within the characters. Like everybody is talking about. Things that have happened before, right. they've been together for a little bit. Right. You know, they, we know that there's history behind them. They've, yeah. they've been together for a little bit. For uh, Yeah, the only like, really new person is Ezra. Ezra yeah. yeah. And you can, yeah, you definitely notice that it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Ezra's joining a group that's been a thing for a while. Right. I mean, if you were like me, though, and you skipped the first technically two episodes... Yeah. Because it was considered a movie and yeah. it's hosted separately on it. You would see that Ezra was already with them. Yeah, yeah. I was very confused. I was like, okay, they're just together. I'll roll with it. I probably missed something, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, gosh. I, oh, another thing. Uh, we see Kessel, yeah. which is really cool. Like in Solo. Yeah, in Solo. Yeah, it's the first time we see Kessel. Like, we've heard it referenced before, but... Uh, Kessel, I think the, literally 1977. Yeah, uh, C-3PO says, uh, oh, they'll send us to the Spice Mines of Kessel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, And now we see it in Rebels, and then, like you said, later in Solo. Yeah. And it's really cool to see kind of the continuity that Wookiees are still slaves, you know, in Rebels and in Solo. Yeah. I think Solo takes place, like, ten years before A New Hope. So it'll be five years after? Yeah, this, and this takes... Uh, five years before before yeah yeah. because this takes place five years uh before Before new hope Hope, yeah Yeah. so it's really interesting to see all that uh continuity uh it's a lot more action-packed than i remembered yeah i was i was watching the the when we were watching it i was like there's actually like it goes from like back to back to back action scenes like yeah well what's funny is like sierra said earlier (laughs) this is a disney show but you see a lot of violence like Kanan, like, point blank shoots a guy, and you just totally see him murdering these stormtroopers. That's what the stormtrooper armor is for. It doesn't show any of the It doesn't blood. do anything, though. Like, like you see in so many of the other movies, like Force Awakens, when Chewie shoots them, the ar- armor shatters. In Rogue One, Chirrut hits him with a stick, and his face shield shatters. <laughs> but this isn't CG, and there's only so much the animators can do without, That's true. like, yeah. wanting to I'm just saying themselves. that, like... Everything about the stormtroopers is pointless, <laughs> <laughs> except that they look pretty right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> they are um, the biggest security flaw of the Empire, and mm. they should stop having stormtroopers. See, that that was one of their biggest mistakes: is going from clones to stormtroopers because clones were competent. Yeah, they actually had, and I, I think they they cheapened on the armor as well. I think the mm. clone trooper armor actually did something. Right. If I'm not, uh, well, not and I I think. That might be kind of the point of the empires. They they want these guys as kind of pawns, you know, kind Honor. of the yeah. Because I mean, it is supposed to be kind of a Nazi thing, and I know that like there were so many Nazi stormtroopers that Hitler probably didn't care about either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but 
Zeb. Oh. I love Zeb. I don't love... you ever say anything horrible about I don't think Zeb. any of us would say anything horrible. Zeb's amazing. I can see your notes. Maybe. I mean, he isn't very friendly. <laughs> uh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. He isn't. I mean, he does kind of leave Ezra on that ship. Yeah. I mean, like, he's like, ah, it's fine. Let's just leave without him. It's like... <laughs> no, he was torn up about it. I mean, sure. I mean, he, he also... Was, he was willing to go, though. <laughs> yeah, he was also very uh, much uh, opposed to uh, them going back to rescue him. Well, it was. he's the pragmatic one of the group. Yeah. And it makes sense. You have this really weird kid who steals from you, kind of insults you a little bit, tries to steal from you again, and then finally is like, all right, I'll get on your ship because I don't want to die. Yeah. So, you know, he caused a lot of trouble, and he doesn't know the kid. But he came back anyway. That's I, true. I mean, out of his best, out of his own judgment. I, I do think it's funny, though, that... Ezra pretty much escaped on his own because they right when they get there, Ezra pops down from the vent yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, I did this all by myself." And then he gets punched in the face by Zeb. <laughs> yeah, yes, he does <laughs> because he was wearing the bucket. Exactly. <laughs> um, um, gosh, but I do like all the references they had. To, oh, like, like other movies, and yeah. stuff like that. It was very nostalgic. It was, yeah. yeah. They had a lot of uh, nods to the original trilogy. Yeah, they did. It was pretty cool. Well, and it's cool to see a lot of the new stuff, too, like uh, the the helmet or bucket that Ezra was wearing w- was, a, <laughs> was a new Stormtrooper helmet, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, I think that's a cadet helmet or something yeah. like that. It's a cadet helmet. Mm-hmm. And uh, you also see what looks like an ATST. I'm not sure what it's called, it's, it's, but it's bigger. If I, if I remember, yeah, correctly. a little bigger. It's got one big gun on the front I of think it. That's the end of the droids episode, right? I think you also see them like walking around oh. at Lothal or something like that. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can't remember. That. But um. uh, another thing that was cool was uh, Kanan when he revealed himself to be a Jedi. See, you that kind was of dumb. <laughs> uh, oh, it was cool. Well, oh, it was dumb of him to reveal himself. Yes. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Because as you know, as a Jedi, there's nothing in the Force that prevents you from taking really sharp rocks and sending them at high velocity <laughs> through people's brains. That's true. That's true. And but you're a Jedi. No! <laughs> you have a message from I mean, Obi-Wan Kenobi mm, telling you that you're all going to be hunted mm, by the Empire, so it's good for you to lay low. The last thing you want to do... Is to, is to be like, hey, I'm a Jedi. To dramatically put your hidden lightsaber together, which is still very cool. Yeah. Stand dramatically with your lightsaber. Yep. Well, and, and, he, then and he, he dodges those uh, those blaster bolts pretty sweet. Yeah. So dope. Which yeah. is really subtle, and I really like that. Well, and I also, what I liked about that scene, too, was the how it kind of uh, dampened the sound. Like, when he was dodging it, it like, mm-hmm. the, the sound behind it kind of dampened. Mm-hmm. And it, it was almost like you were in Kanan's head at that moment. Right. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. That's really cool. Um, but I do kind of agree, you know. I mean, you're, you're in hiding, but uh, at the same time, he, he didn't really want to. He was like, this is kind of the only way we're going to get out of this mm-hmm. if I use my Jedi stuff. So then what you do yeah. is you create a giant bullet, right? <laughs> he has all of that stuff around him, and all he needs to do is just put it high enough in the air and drop it in the general area and make sure there are no survivors. That's a lot of. <laughs> so you're power. talking about like a big boulder that he like lifts up to. Yeah, I mean, you gotta be pretty strong in the force to do that. I, I mean, even Yoda was kind of uh, struggling. Struggling when he lifted the X-wing, but. At the very least, all I guess what you could do is first of all you need to study a bunch of different alien biology, and then think about how blood gets to their brain. I don't and think instead of choking them, just pinch certain blood vessels so that they 
start two oh my gosh. strokes. Jeez. Uh, see, I don't think he was thinking about any of that. He just wanted to get out of there. And that's why he dies later. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. I don't think so. Well, because then I the Inquisitor well, would never be on his tail, right? Well, no, no, no. So, okay, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, try to hide your tracks and all that stuff, but, like, one and two, both... <laughs> are very, 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 like, strong things and something we've never seen in Star Wars ever. Right. So I don't think they'd ever do that. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that's ever going to... I mean, like, maybe maybe just, like, throw all the boxes at them. I say Th- psychological warfare and start making their own pistols shoot each other. Oh, my How gosh. How do you do that? I don't know <laughs> if you can do that. Yeah. I or, guess you can lift them at the same time yeah. and, like, shoot the triggers. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Getting off topic, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, topic. It is off topic. But anyway, it was super cool. It no was, matter what. It's <laughs> cool. No matter how dumb of a decision it was, it's very cool, and it does serve the purpose. Jedis make a lot of dumb decisions, They though. do. It's why they were wiped out. True. That is I mean, very... I'll agree with that. Oh, yeah. But I, one, one thing that I, you know, if, you know, Kanan didn't, pop out as a Jedi, we wouldn't have a story. You know, that's... that's <laughs> and, and it wouldn't... That first episode, like, it would have been actually a lot more... It would have been a lot different. Yeah. I feel. That, fe- oh, yeah. that ending feeling, like, it was like, oh, whoa. And also that ending where he's talking to Ezra about... Right. The Force. Becoming and, yeah. a Jedi. Well, and that... wouldn't have happened. So. I don't think Ezra would have stayed with him because Ezra wouldn't have seen Kanan go out there. And Ezra probably wouldn't have saved the Kitwar, the little uh, Wookiee. Yeah. Uh, oh, is that what they're called? No, his name is Kitwar. Okay. Yeah. You mean the Wookiee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if, like... If, if that was, like, a baby Wookiee name or yeah, something. Yeah, like, you know how we call baby goats kids. And right. Like, women, children, kids. So no. a lot of confusion. Yeah, no, no, his name the, is Kitwar. Yeah, his name is Kitwar. Okay. But, like, yeah, Ezra wouldn't have saved him if he didn't see Kanan do something brave like that. It was brave, may have been stupid, but brave nonetheless. Why <laughs> I am excited, sorry to go off topic, for the new video game, because that Jedi kind of thinks about it oh, a little bit more. What's his name? Uh, Cal Kestis. Cal, yeah. He yeah. thinks about it a little bit more, and he's A little bit. I mean, he, did, he does out himself in the trailer, though. Yeah, well, and he does kind of the same thing Kanan did. Kanan needed to save his friends, and... So did Cal. Cal, knew, his friend was falling, so Cal was like, well, guess I'm using the Force here. And then he got caught, and then now he's in hiding, and yeah. that's what he's doing now. Yes. I, I think it, it's just almost inevitable for Jedi to kind of out themselves. Because <laughs> they want to help people, yeah. and sometimes they need to use the Force to help somebody. Yeah. So they're like, well, crap. Okay, I guess this is happening. They're just better people than I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. I'm a lot more ruthless um, when it comes, because I would leave no survivors. <laughs> Callus would die in the first episode, and that would be kind of boring. It would. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. Um, Speaking of bad guys, though, um, the first thing we see in the first episode is oh, uh, Vader, Vader the, talking to uh, the Inquisitor. The Inquisitor. Yeah. The Grand Inquisitor, yeah. And at that point, literally, you're just like, there's Vader talking to a creepy bald dude. Yeah. Like, nobody knows who this guy is. Right. Until later on, whenever Callus uh, tells them. Uh, the, tells him about uh, the Inquisitor, yeah, the, uh, about Kanan. Oh, about Kanan, right, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then after that, we well, so far we, we haven't seen, seen him, yeah. But um, but yeah, I think it's really cool that they brought James Earl Jones back. Yeah, I mean, 
you kind of have to. Right. Like, who else can do it? I mean, it's interesting because I've heard on some of the video games and stuff they don't have James Earl Jones, and you can tell. Right, like, yeah. Like, it's close, but you can tell. It's like, <laughs> it's just people trying to do an impression. And it's, right. It's a lot. You can, you can definitely tell. <laughs> um, one thing I like is when Ezra went to go save Kitwar, uh, he... He used the force jump, yeah. and then later in Droids in Distress, he uh, used the force jump again. Yeah. That's like his go-to thing so far. <laughs> yeah, he, like, he likes the force jump, uh, like, a lot. It's I mean, it's probably cool. an instinctual thing, you know? He probably just jumps, and then the force is like, here you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like um, that we see droid racism again. Oh, <laughs> in Droids in Distress? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Droids in the back. Like, yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Droid racism is a big problem in Star Wars. It really is. Man, uh, if L3 was there. Oh, yeah. Oh, she'd go crazy. She I would. feel like she would kill another droid. She, she'd probably kill that pilot droid, yeah. yeah. Um, but I love that the very second episode, first for some like Sierra, you see C-3PO and R2-D2. Yeah. It's... it's it's pretty cool, and I like you know, like I said with James Earl Jones, that they're bringing you know the actual people, yeah. Anthony Daniels back. Then, I don't think anyone else has voiced C three PO though. I think Anthony Daniels has always done right, it right, in um, all the games and it's stuff. Like, it's and, like a Lando in uh, like Lando. The only person who has played Lando is, is Billy D. Billy D. And Donald oh, oh and Donald Glover. Yeah, those are the only two people who have played Lando. Right, and I think I think Billy D. Was like, yeah, he can play Lando. That's yeah. <laughs> like, I had to yeah. talk to him. Yeah. Well, because I think he had like dinner with him or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's like, yep. Yeah, he, he he's smooth enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think Bela Organa is played by um, oh, uh, Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith. Uh, not not in this. No, it's actually Phil Lamar. In, oh, yeah. oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, Phil Lamar. Oh, Phil Lamar is great. Yeah. He is by so many of my childhood favorites. <laughs> he was Kit Fisto in Clone Wars. Yo, Did Kit Fisto is dope. <laughs> yeah, Kit Fisto is awesome. And he was Hermes Conrad too in mm-hmm. uh, Futurama. He also was Samurai Jack. And, yep. Uh, a lot of other ones. Yeah, a lot of other ones. A lot. He's a voice actor, so he's, he's done a lot. Yes, that's usually how it goes. I think and he's yeah. also, if I remember right, he might be Mace Windu in the in the Clone Wars show okay. because in the Clone Wars movie, Sam Jackson is right, him again. Right. But I, th- I, it's either Phil Lamar or someone else. I can't remember. Right, but. right. Uh, the Star Wars shuttle, the the, the Star Wars uh, the Star Tours, Star Tours shuttle. Yeah, is the the ship from, that they're flying. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Rex, not to be confused with Captain Rex, but the droid is Rex from the original Star Tours. He was the pilot, and he's voiced by none other than Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah. To to add that in. Yeah, like you were saying earlier about all these different references and stuff that they had. Um, It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, And, like, the... uh, one thing, like, I, n- I never noticed this because I'm never really analyzing, but, like, every single time, like, transitions happen, like, it's just, it's just always Star Wars. It always feels like Star Wars. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Well, and they also do the, in Rebels, they do a lot of the wipes and stuff, yeah, which like, is really I, there's cool. Yeah, like, there's a circle wipe yeah. at one point, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's very Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and it's funny because I don't think really anything else could pull off these wipes. No, I mean like if they're if they're going for like a like a like an eighties kind of like right. movie, like a live action eighties movie or something mm-hmm. like that. 
I could see like a star wipe or something like that. Something like that, it. yeah. And then like it could, to go to something goofy. Yeah. Sure, I can see that. But like most of, if it's for like every scene, I'm like, mm. Well, and it's really funny too because I feel like in Star Wars, you know, I almost, you know, they're just so present that I don't even think about them when they happen. But if there was another movie that had wipes, it'd be I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> I That's so weird. I think in the documentary yeah. that our high school theater teacher was showing us about yeah. Star Wars. I don't know. Did she show it to you guys? She might have. I, they were talking about the wipes and how something about George Lucas not being able to uh, figure out how to transition. So yeah. Just, like wipe. Well, and he also ended up really liking the wipes too, because mm-hmm. if you see in the prequels, they have so many, That's and also there, there's a lot of weird ones too. Like there's a blinds one that like uh, has a whole bunch of panels. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that one is weird. I think. There's no spiral wipe, but I, I think there's something I weird. I think like there's that. a star wipe at one point. Th- there might be a star wipe. It's a wipe. PowerPoint? I love it. <laughs> well, it, it's funny because you see, like, compared to the originals, like, the original Star Wars has... Th- this is just a made-up number, but it's, like, say, like, 20 wipes. Right. But compared to the prequels, like, Phantom Menace has, like, 40 or 50. Oh, yeah, I can think of <laughs> definitely a few wipes. I think there's one wiping between Anakin and Padme, uh, mm. I think, in the second. Attack of the Clones? Yeah, and then we go to Obi-Wan being held by Count Dooku. Yeah. I feel like that's a wipe, and it's definitely a little bit. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're, like, triggering. Either that, or I'm implanting memories into you. Maybe. That might be it. Either way. Another thing that's interesting is... Like, you look at, like, the new movies, which have wipes, except for Rogue One and Solo. Yeah. They have wipes, but I think Force Awakens only had, like, 14, and Last Jedi only had, like, 12. Yeah. And... When you watch them, you should count and see how many wipes Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's really interesting, because one wipe that stands out to me in uh, Force Awakens is there's this weird kind of... It, it melds like it goes from either Finn or Ray, and then it like melds into uh, General Hux's face. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's a weird wipe. Yeah. And then I've seen people who don't count when uh, you know when Finn puts his helmet back on, and then you see Ray open the door, and you see her. Right. People don't count that as a wipe. I don't. I agree with them. It's okay. more of uh, it's it's not a a wipe in the sense of like the old Star Wars movie but it is it is a different transition transition that does the same kind of motion right but it's a little bit more active because a character is doing it if that makes sense yeah and I I feel like they could literally just do a jump cut to to an open like a black door and then she opens it right it wouldn't be a wipe yeah that hard yeah Mm -hmm. um Dude, I love bow rifles. Oh. I'm going back to the Rebels. Yeah, 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 what we're talking about, yeah. <laughs> I love I, lo- I love bow rifles. They're so cool. I, I also cool. like how it's really interesting that Zeb's has all these, like, bandages and wraps on it. Yeah. But you see calluses, and he's just, like, pristine, you know? Yeah, I think, and it looks it looks more, yeah, it looks like what an Imperial would use. Because right, like... Like, a lot more. He said he stole it from a, a yeah. Lasan guard. He didn't steal it. He took it from their hands himself. Right, yeah. So, you know, he, it's he implied mur- it, yeah. murder in a oh, Disney yeah. show. Again, for kids. <laughs> well, I mean, before Callus is a good guy, he's pretty violent. He's pretty he ruthless. is pretty yeah. violent. I mean, his helmet is stylized like a Roman helmet. Yeah. His helmet's interesting, and it's interesting that it covers his, his, his mud sideways. chops. Yeah. <laughs> the most important part of the man's face. <laughs> he's like, I can't, I can't lose those. Not to blast. <laughs> uh, but it's really interesting to see that battle between Zeb and Callus yeah. 
and especially seeing how they end up in the uh, end of the series where yeah. they're like best friends mm-hmm. and uh Callus is the first like human to be inducted into uh the, the Lasan or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing I will say, I am very impressed that a human who is not force sensitive as far as we know, who knows. I don't think Callus is force sensitive. Can go up against a a giant cat thing that's taller than Lassat. him. <laughs> Get it right. Yeah. <laughs> who is taller than him and yeah. hotter than him and stronger than him and still kicks his butt. Well, that's one thing that I noticed uh, is the only way that Kallus gets his final blow on him is when they uh, blow up, uh, when the rest of the team blows up the uh, the walkers mm-hmm. because uh, it shakes the ground. And so Zeb kind of falls and that's when Kallus has his moment and just boom gets him but he's still holding his own, no he is yeah which is very he does impressive well. it is he does for a nazi <laughs> i'm so glad he becomes a good guy <laughs> yeah um uh, it was it was also really cool to see uh ezra use his actual force powers because yeah. like i said we kind of saw him using force jump and uh but he force pushes and to see uh, Zeb uh, go to Kanan and be like, thanks for the save, mate. And he's like, well, it was actually Ezra. Yeah. And <laughs> Zeb's like, oh, okay. Cool. And, and I also like Kanan was like, oh, now we're going to start the Jedi training. Like, hey, you did a force push. <laughs> okay, now we can do it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. We weren't going to do it before. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, like, it's... it's uh, the episodes it's a definitely good a good jumping off point for yeah both of these episodes are and i like you know it, to put 3PO and R2 into it yeah. adds a bit of familiarity that mm-hmm. that for the first episode people go, oh cool it, 3PO and R2's in it right um so it's like you said a good jumping off point yes. you know it, it introduces these characters well it introduces their relationships mm-hmm. uh, what their motivations are you know at first Ezra He's this loner, you know, he right. doesn't really have anybody, he just steals, and then he sees other people that he relates to, and he kind of is like, oh, those guys are cool, but he's still kind of pushing it away, you know, he's yeah. like, oh, I don't want to yeah. be a part of anything, I don't want to save anybody, and that's what I love when Hera's like, you gotta do this, you gotta help them, mm-hmm. it, and uh, he's like, oh, I don't know why I'm doing this, it, yeah. it was very Han Solo to me. I was, I was like, I was about to say, at, at the beginning, Ezra has a lot of Han Solo, uh, yeah. uh, like personality, personality yeah. He's yeah. like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to help them. I'm a bad guy, you know. Yeah. But uh, Hera's like, no, you're not. Go save him. He's like, oh, fine. I guess. I don't know why I'm doing this. It's because you're a good guy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of the things he says, a lot of the, uh, the way he acts is like a lot of Han Solo. Yeah, and it's, really it's that funny. cockiness, yeah. you know, that he's like, I've been stealing my whole life. I don't need people like you. Yeah. When deep down, he really really wants to be a part of yeah he wants to be a part of a family because he doesn't have one right well and it's another cool thing that ezra you know he's kind of this cocky jaded person that doesn't feel like he needs to help others but he gets a little bit of humility when uh they're in tarkentown right and they open the crates and it's food and he's like, oh, that's what was in there? That's what you guys are doing? You aren't yeah. stealing for yourselves. You were stealing for others. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was really cool that Ezra's learning this. And I think as a, a family show, a children's show, that it's really good for kids who are watching yeah. to learn these kind of uh, lessons, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think it does a really good job at that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like the uh, whenever Ezra first gets into space. Oh, yeah. I like his 
the joy on his face and is like, I'm in space. Well, yeah, that's that's really cool because it, it also parallels like the other heroes from the Star Wars universe. Like when uh, Han in Solo first yeah. goes into space, first enters the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And at the first time they go into hyperspace there. And then also when uh, Ray sees uh, Takodana yeah. and, and sees all the green and says, yeah. I, I didn't know there was this much green in the entire galaxy. Yeah. It's so cool to see that joy on their face and then it's also kind of interesting to you know now that we know all of their futures like where Ezra ends up or Ray well we don't know exactly where Ray's going but that they start off with this child wonderment yeah and uh then they get thrown into this bigger picture story that just throws a wrench in their entire uh journeys you know but we've never seen anybody act like that with space like right everybody's like oh yeah space we've been in space before yeah because ezra's been on uh on lothal his entire life yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so it's really interesting to see like somebody react that way right yeah and then of course he's like i'm gonna die (laughs) (laughs) it's like uh yeah at least you died in space though that's pretty (laughs) um also callus i feel like no matter what like he's he's very on top of things. Oh, he is. He's everywhere, dude. He really <laughs> is. Like he he doesn't uh, spare no expense. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like he he's really and especially now that he sees a Lasat, he's like, oh, I'm gonna get those guys. Yeah. He wants to take out it, everything. They're kind of. I think I wrote this that uh, the rebel group uh, is kind of his white whale. You know, yeah. it, it's he's like, I gotta get them. I gotta get them. I gotta get them. Right. And then it's interesting to see where he ends up. You know, he like, he's with them. Yeah, he's yeah. with them. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like if uh, if uh, uh, Captain Ahab, Ahab joins, joins, joins Moby, Moby Dick. Dick. <laughs> he's well, like, I like this whale guy. <laughs> well, it's more because like the whale is hit. I haven't read Moby Dick. Full disclosure, Me neither, I'm an English but... major. Me I should, but uh, it's more of like he's letting his revenge consume him, right? And that's really what the white whale is. Yeah. So for him to not let his revenge consume him and to let learn from his mistakes and, like, to learn from the suffering that he's caused people. Yeah. Uh, that's what's make him. That's what's making him different from Captain Ahab. Yeah. That's- yeah, and that's really cool. It's cool to see parallels in, thing, in other stories, you yeah. know? Things like, you know, Moby Dick. Yeah. Right. And then, like, with... Uh- I mean, we'll get to it, like, uh, in Lost Stars. Um, it's oh, Romeo it's like and a Ro- Juliet. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet. And, and I yeah. think that's really cool um, that they can pull those um, stories and just make them their own in this in this wider universe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it, it, it's also really cool that this kind of, these first two episodes, it seemingly, like, especially the droids and distressed ones, seemingly could be very inconsequential. Yeah. But, Same like... Word. Yeah, they, they were, but there were also seeds that were planted, you know, like Bail Organa and uh, him going to R2-D2 and being like, oh, show me show me the rebels, you know? I'm getting a little confused. I think I'm talking about, like, uh, Spark of the Rebellion Part 1 and 2. I oh. think that those are the first two episodes. Right. And then uh, the droids one is What's the three. Three, yeah. Because yeah. it technically is. Well, and, yeah, it is, it is, the Spark of the Rebellion is a little inconsequential, but, like, like I said, it just adds to those characters. Like we just get to know who those characters are. It, it was nice to see. I was yeah, like, oh, I see. I yeah. still am not sorry for starting with episode three, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because uh, like, yeah, episode three adds a little bit more to that larger world. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, this Bell Organa guy seems like 
he's going to help them out sometime. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that's where I started to feel like it started to become its own thing. Right. Because for me, Ezra, I was like, oh, okay, he's just another wisecracking yeah. Aladdin character. Yeah, and he, he really goes through, a, like, as we'll talk about it uh, once we cover Rebels, but he really goes through a lot. Yeah. Like, he he goes through so many different things that changes him as a person, really. And his haircut. Yeah, and his, his haircut. I love That's his true. new haircut. I, th- I think his newer haircut is really good. I like, I don't, I'm not a big fan of his long hair, to be honest. Well, he looks like Aladdin. <laughs> he does not, yeah, he does look like Aladdin. <laughs> looks exactly like Aladdin, but just blue hair. Yeah. And he's covering up his chest. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, he's like, what, 14? Uh, yeah, I think he's 14. 14. That was right. Because I think he's the same age as Luke. So, and this is five years before A New right. Hope, so yeah. Luke was 19. When, in New Hope. Yeah, yeah, so he would be 14. Right. I was correct. I'm yeah. I got, I got a number right. Good job, Mikey. Um, <sighs> but, yeah, it was, uh, I'm interested, I'm, uh, interested in exploring these other episodes Me because too. these first two episodes are a great jumping off point, but there's so much in this series that adds to the mythos of star wars you know that adds to uh i mean like we'll definitely get there later but the world between worlds that's a crazy i freaking love that episode and you know i'm going to i'm probably going to wait i'm going to rewatch that part twice whenever they're in oh because there's so much i'm gonna i'm gonna be picking out every single thing that happens well and that's why i think people need to give rebels more credit is because some people oh it's just a kid's show it's no it adds so much to star wars you know (laughs) i mean in the first couple of episodes we've had brutal murder yeah that's true that's true a cliff and just dropping comedic effect nobody's talking about the the time when canon the canon um throws the freaking grenade into the stormtrooper's oh, head. Yeah, yeah, he's just gone. If he's uh, not dead from the shrapnel, he's dead from the shockwave, jellifying his insides. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and another thing is Kanan also point-blank shot a guy in the face. Yeah. So that guy is also dead. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no blood, so it's okay. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's the point. Star Wars. Yeah. There's no blood, so it's okay. <laughs> New tagline. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I love is that people can look at it like, oh, I, you know, some people may not be into this show, and that's fine. But if you do watch this show, you get these fantastic characters plus all this stuff that adds to it. You get to see the formation of the rebellion. Yeah. You, you get to see uh, what Saw Gerrera's motivations are more, you know, because yeah. you see him later. Yeah. And you see Mon Mothma. Yeah. And I, I love and you, this show. You even man. see Leia. Yeah. Like, yeah, you do see Leia. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool that she did stuff. He, he was like, "Oh yeah, she did stuff beforehand. Like she, she yeah. did all this stuff in the original trilogy, but she did stuff even before the original right. trilogy." Right, and she also uh, not she. Uh, you also see Obi Wan. You see a little bit of what oh. he was up to. Yeah, man, I can't wait for the the Darth Maul Obi Wan episode. Oh, it's so, so good. Awesome. I can't wait for the Darth Maul stuff yeah. because that <laughs> that's just incredible. Bringing yeah. him back in Clone Wars was. Genius, in my opinion. Like it in Phantom Menace, you know, he's cool looking, but he's not really a character. It's you true. Know? He's he, there. He's, he's yeah. He stands there ominously. And he sandstorm. and he kills Obi Wan. Uh, uh, he kills Qui Gon. My bad. <laughs> Imagine though. Imagine if he killed Obi Wan. Oh my gosh. Qui Gon. Qui Gon. If Qui Gon went on the this Obi Wan like Path? journey, yeah. 
I feel like it'd be way different. It would be so different. And yeah. He'd be so much older. Oh, so much older. Gosh. He'd be, could you imagine? He'd be like Qui- 80 years old. Qui-Gon Jinn, though, kind of like... Hello there! Kind of like Yoda, because he's just so old, he doesn't yeah. care anymore. Yeah, but I'll just imagine like a new hope. He takes off his, hello there! Oh, my back. Oh, God. <laughs> I also doubt that Anakin would fall as much to the dark side. Yeah, because he, him and uh, Obi Wan were much more brotherly. You know, e- even you know when he was younger, that that you know he always saw Qui Gon more as a father figure. I yeah. think even in just that short time that they had, you know. I mean, because he never really had a father, right? So I feel like if he that that's the closest he's ever had. Well, that's kind of like I just thought about it. It's kind of like Ezra and Kanan. You know, yeah. Ezra had his parents but they died when he was super young and so he sees kanan so he gets that father figure there's a lot of father drama in star wars yeah george <laughs> lucas are you okay <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that's fair the only thing i really know about his uh, uh george lucas's childhood is that he got in a really horrible car accident that almost killed him but oh, wow yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah you know uh I think these Rebel episodes that we do are going to be maybe a little bit shorter. A little shorter. So, yeah. uh, you know, I feel like we still could find stuff to talk about, but I think maybe we should wrap up a little bit, yeah. you know. But this is a good first episode, I think. And I thank you, Sierra, for showing up. No problem. Was, so was, what did we learn today? What did we talk about? We talked about how awesome these characters are. Yes. And what we loved about Star Wars. And what we loved about Star Wars, yeah. That's usually what we talk about in general. <laughs> and then you guys learned about security flaws and why <laughs> the Empire fell, and that's mostly because they don't have... And a lot of very graphic things about the human body. Yeah, thank, thank you thank very you much. much. The more you know. <laughs> I aim to please. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, I'll just, yeah, let's, uh, let's just wrap things up and thank you for listening guys. Thanks for listening guys. Um, be sure to follow us on, uh, Twitter at star, uh, S W Senate pod. That's S W S E S E N A T E P O D to make sure you don't miss an episode. Oh, I just closed out of my entire thing, and I'm sorry. <laughs> um, spell that all over again. No, I mean I can just I can just you know start where I was left off. Uh, if you like to follow me and Kyler directly, uh, mine is uh, Mr. Master Schmike, and uh, Kyler's is Kyle, at Kyler Mark Allred on Twitter. On Twitter, yes. Uh, we'd also like to thank Curtis Batson for composing our theme song. You can find find him at Fiverr.com slash Curtis Batson and on Twitter at Black Dolphin uh, Ent. Uh, <clears throat> also, be sure to rate, review, and follow or subscribe on whatever you're listening on, whether it be Spotify, Apple, um, Anchor, even. Uh, and uh, thanks again. We'll see you in the next one, guys. <laughs>